All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. Brandon, how was your Memorial Day weekend? It was good. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work I did around the house. Uh, we're currently building a deck, so that took most up most of my long weekend. But, you know, it's good to be good to be uh, having a good start on that. Good to be back doing the show. How are you? Doing pretty good. Yeah, it's been a little while since we recorded because here we are on Tuesday night and the holiday. We can push this back a little bit, but that's totally fine, especially during the off season. Uh, weekend was all right. Um, today was a funk, though, man. Going back to work and just like, I don't know. It was it was weird. I was I don't even know what it was. I I wouldn't say I was stressed, but it was just like I was bogged down today. And work was everything was fine. I was just bogged down. I hear you. Like, yeah, I was just like in a funk too. Just, you know, woke up tired and just, you know, I just couldn't get back into the swing of things. I, I you know, I guess that comes with a four day weekend. I mean, a four day for me because, you know, I had, I had Friday off because my daughter's daycare was closed. So yeah. it took me a little while to get back into swing of things. And I mean, I probably didn't get back on track until after lunch today. Yeah. I, I was just like off. And the whole day, it was progressively getting worse until after dinner. It was just, like, weird. But it was it was all good. And I can't remember if we said it last time. But happy Memorial Day to everyone. We hope you enjoyed the weekend. I uh, hope you were able to spend time with family or friends or just do what you enjoy. And um, as we do say every year, uh, thankful for those who uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice through the years so that we are able to enjoy the freedoms that we have to do things such as this podcast and other great things here in the U S of a. So, um, I was about to be like America actually, (laughs) hold on. Actually, that makes me think of something real quick story here before we jump into our regular, uh, shenanigans. Um, we, uh, interestingly enough between my house and my work, which is a very, short distance mm-hmm. there is an eagle's nest really yeah like i think the only one um and i don't even know how many miles and because it where there's a river between us me and my work so they're like hanging out there on the river and mm-hmm. i always kind of laughed at myself a little bit because every time i pass there they're just sitting there yeah it's like don't you guys do anything <laughs> <laughs> but I always that I'm just like no, they're just sitting there and being like America and showing off for people driving by. I don't know if I ever told you. Uh, so my wife's grandparents have a cabin up north by Hale. Um, there's actually an eagle that lives on there. They live on like a they have like a little cabin on a private lake, and there's an eagle that lives up there. And uh, a couple cool things with that is uh, one time I was up in the morning, everybody else was finishing up breakfast. Now, you know, I'm walking around kind of picking up the yard and everything. And I see something flying like over the lake. And I'm like, oh, what is that? And I watched and it was an eagle and it like flew over top of me, probably like, you know, 40 feet above my head. But that was really cool. I've never seen an eagle like fly that close. Mm-hmm. And another time is my my wife's cousin was oh uh i believe he was he was pulling in the dock after labor day and an eagle that same eagle flew over top of him and dropped a pike in the yard 
Oh, really? They dropped a fish down into the yard. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big one, too. You know, it probably had to be 20-some inches. It's like, happy birthday. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Here, here's a fish. It's <laughs> torn up. <laughs> nice. America. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So, uh... Yeah, it's not too... I mean, they're around Michigan and everything, usually more up north, uh, just like you were saying with the cabin. So it's pretty... I mean, I think they've been around... I think they were further up the river for years, um, and they moved closer to town. So, But the kind of funny thing today was we were on the way back. I took the kids out, had to run a few errands, and we were on the way back. And for the first time ever, they were actually like flying around, both of them. And I was just like, oh my gosh! Look, <laughs> they're doing something. <laughs> Kids, it's happening. <laughs> so because every time we pass it there, I was like, oh, where are the eagles? Where are the eagles? And of course, they're in the same spot every time sitting on the nest, mm. just looking out, staring at everyone. So but yeah, fun, fun little thing, fun little thing for your memorial weekend. So but uh, speaking of fun things, we do always bring to you. The knowledge. We dropped the knowledge up in here. Knowledge bomb. Exactly. And so this one was actually a knowledge bomb for you, Brandon, because you were unaware. We spoke of this earlier. And so bringing you the Did You Know segment today, I get to share with you something from the music industry. So before... He was everybody's, I'm going to use parent of my parents' terminology, hunky-dunky, <laughs> favorite honky-tonky piano playing jazz guy. Well, not jazz, but whatever you want to call him. Billy Joel. Billy Joel was in another band that was called Attila, which was an organ and drums heavy metal band. <laughs> so if you can imagine that. And I was organ thinking, and drums, heavy metal band. Organ and drums. And the music is still out there. You can find it. But I was doing some searching, and I was very disappointed that I could not find video. But there, there's a, I think there's a picture of the their album or one of their albums. I can't imagine they made more than one, but who knows. Um, there is a picture of the album, and there is some music out there. And Billy Joel later described that period in his career as psychedelic BS. (laughs) (laughs) So his pride and joy right there. Yeah. That's one of those uh, funny stories. Uh, Another one kind of like that is, did you know that uh, Michael Bolton used to be in a hair band? No, (laughs) he was in a few rock bands before he went solo. Uh, One of them was called blackjack. That's not Um, bad. Yeah, and I mean they had a few like minor songs, but he I mean he's totally got the voice for it if you if you think about it. And actually, his first solo album had still kind of had a hard rock, you know, hair band feel to it. Uh, the main song off his first album was "Everybody's Crazy." <laughs> uh, if you look that up, you can, you can. It's completely different than what he did. Got famous for you know all the the ballads that the women loved. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Michael Bolton, but you can call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's funny. 
So now, you know, some some interesting to maybe talk about, and I'll man, I I probably shouldn't even mention it because I can't remember her name because I'm not up on you know the music of today or this week or last week, whatever you want to say. But it'd be kind of funny to talk about those lesser unknown things from you know people who were in different bands or even actors who were mm. who tried to be musicians um i do know a couple offhand uh russell crowe tried his hand at it and um bruce willis yeah eddie so, murphy oh yeah yep. they party all the time <laughs> i don't know if Shaq would count oh uh, uh, yeah i he, guess he, he uh, did basketball music and acting so yeah but yeah uh we, that could be an interesting conversation at some point but yeah there's uh i saw when i found this one about billy joel they were talking something else too about somebody i don't even know what her name was but i think she's a rapper and they were talking about how some people are calling her out under crap because there's old music from when britney spears was you know the big the big pop star mm-hmm. and sh- that girl had a pop song of her own and it was straight up like uh i wouldn't say britney ripoff but it came from that era and so they're just like oh "Oh, your past your past is fake (laughs) Ah, troll 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 but anyways so yeah billy joel billy joel was your did you know before we take that too far i guess william joel william joel willie joel willie joe who I'm calling call from now on, Willie Joel. But we do continue on with. <laughs> that scary stuff each and every week. There's always some here to freak you out. Well, uh, kind of. Uh, Brandon's scary stat of the week. What do you have for us this time? I got an NFL kind of factoid here stat. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals had the longest postseason victory drought in NFL history. It went from 1947 to 1998. Oh, man. And apparently now the Lions are saying, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, how long was that? Um, From 47 to 98. Yeah. So uh, 51 years. Okay. 51 years without winning a playoff game. I was gonna. And the Lions have had one in sixty-two years. Ugh. I kind of uh, was gonna guess at that, but math without a calculator is not good for me. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're both artists. Yeah. <laughs> math I draw a strong suit. I paint you a picture. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's my contr- contribution to society. So. Oh man, no. So well, yeah. Leave it to the Lions. So, uh, interestingly enough, real quick before we jump into the next segment, um, people are really, are people really expecting a lot from the Lions this year? Or is it just that people are tired of what they want to call the bandwagon fans? Because all of a sudden I saw something blow up this week about people getting mad at other Lions fans. Oh, there's just, you got your, your fans. Okay, so you got your fans. That every year think the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you got your fans that are like, "Oh, we're going fourteen and two. Okay, so the Lions have never gone fourteen and two in the existence of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so I, I don't see that happen at any time. Um, 
and then you got your fans that every single year they expect them to just like be the worst in a league. Uh, you know, I, I kind of see them somewhere in between. I I see them being better than last year. I mean, they had six wins last year, so I can see that anywhere from eight and eight to ten and six on the okay. high side. I, yeah, I can't see going any higher than that. Yeah, there was so. Some... I mean, you always got those people, and I mean, those two types of fans are all, well, always buttheads. Yeah, there was some hostility, and I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that... you got your, you got your negative fans, and then you got your Kool Aid drinker slappies that, you know, every decision that the Lions make is just, it's gold. Uh, yep. So, well, if you're not on. Twitter and social media, that's what you're missing out on. So, so not much. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, moving along. <laughs> All right. So, our rock moment of the week. This is actually going to be kind of our segue because uh, this works out rather perfectly. We record early on in the week each week. And so I can't remember if we discussed it much last. No, no, we, we really discussed nothing um, in detail. But shortly thereafter, last week on Wednesday, it was announced from the Michigan Athletic Department that they finalized a five-year deal with Joan Howard uh, to make him the new head coach for Michigan men's basketball. And his salary will begin at $2 million a year. Um, the press, the official press conference is going to be coming up uh, this Thursday at 11:50 a.m. And if you're interested in watching it, it will be streamed on mgoblue.com. So that is the rock moment, rock. But to keep this moving along, then this will just naturally progress into our uh, conversation because just very. Uh, high-level reaction, you know, knee-jerk reaction, whatever you want to call it. Um, There's nothing really to base things off of here. I'm going to do a little bit of a bio for those of you who might not be too familiar with Juwan Howard from the Fab Five uh, back in the early 90s. But uh, he came to Michigan out of Chicago and was at Michigan from 91 to 94. 94, he went to the draft and was fifth overall by the then Washington Bullets. So uh, he then had a 19-year career, which ended in 2013, and has been coaching in the NBA ever since as an assistant. Uh, While he was in the NBA, he played for Washington, Dallas, Denver, Orlando, Houston, Charlotte, Portland, and the last stint in his career was at Miami where he won two NBA, uh, he was on the team for two NBA championships. And then when his career was over, his coaching career picked right back up where he was at. So he was an assistant for Miami um, from 2013 until uh, Michigan just signed him last week. And the only other thing to throw in there was that he did he was an NBA all-star one year back in 1996 so there you go now you know everything about Juwan Howard not really 
So uh, that being said, though, just like I said, kind of a high level reaction, not too much detail, because like I said, there's nothing for us to really go off of because he doesn't have anything to really go off of. I mean, he's been an assistant, Mm -hmm. but how to break down how good an assistant is going to be is, you know, very tricky, especially in the sport of basketball. It's not like an offensive coordinator at or a uh, positions coach, in my opinion, in football, you can see, I feel like you can see results better in the sport of football than you can in basketball. I, that's just kind of my opinion, but yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. It, it's yeah, definitely difficult with basketball. I would say, yeah, it's, it's way too close quarter. So many different factors that go into it and whatnot. But anyways, personal opinion. Um, I'll share my thoughts first uh, and then bounce it over to you, Brandon, and then we'll yeah. snap back and forth a little bit. Because um, a couple of people talked to me about this when it came out, and I, I'm i excited. It's cool to see uh, Howard come back to Michigan, uh, a Michigan guy. I mean, not saying I really, really, really wanted a Michigan guy, but that's just like a bonus. Mm-hmm. And I'm not excited from this because I was trying to explain it to the people talking to me where I was just like, I'm not excited from the standpoint of, oh, my gosh, I think that this is going to keep Michigan competing at the same level that they have been or make them better. That is not at all what I think is going to happen uh, right away. And that is not at all what I'm excited about. What I'm excited about is that he's a Michigan guy. They got, you know, one of the uh, better names that was out there. And, you know, it's just a lot of potential there. Mm-hmm. It could it could easily go either way. It could do really next to nothing. Or it could be, you know, a home run hire. And yeah. honestly, I'm kind of okay with that because there was nobody else there that I was just like, oh, my gosh, if you don't get this guy, what is wrong with you? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So... I'm happy. If there were a couple other choices, I would have been okay with that too. But I think that he will do a good job with recruiting and that essentially kind of my anticipation is that he might come in and be similar to what Jim Harbaugh has done in his the beginning of his career at Michigan. Where, you know, they, they're winning the games that they should win. And then they win some good games. But they're not always winning the big games. Right. If that kind of makes sense. Like, there's going to be some big, big showdowns with uh, Michigan State, of course. And, you know, some things with the tournament. Uh, big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament. Uh, if things go that far and of that nature. And they'll win some of them, but I don't think they're going to keep rolling like they have been in the past few years. So, I don't know. Just buckle your seatbelts and, you know, it. don't don't expect the past few years to keep continuing. I mean, it's, it's possible, but don't make an expectation. So, Brandon, your, your thoughts, though? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know too much to think about it uh, because... You know, obviously, I know who Jawan Howard is. Uh, you know, I watched him play in the NBA. 
you know, I was a little too young to remember him playing at Michigan. Uh, you know, I've just heard, you know, stories from my dad about how great the Fab Five were. You know, I watched the 30 for 30, probably like everyone else. Listen to this episode is, is watched. You know, and just hearing former teammates of his talk about his knowledge of basketball, you know, his leadership quality, uh, you know, how much of a stand-up guy he is. And, you know, those are the kind of things that you look for in a head coach. Uh, you know, and to play so many years in the NBA, I mean, you got to know what you're doing. You know, those guys, they're, they tend to break down uh, quite fast. So the guys that stick around a while, you know, have – usually have a pretty good mind for the game to make up for any physical attributes that they may, that may deteriorate over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to go right from coaching to everybody from playing to coaching on the same team. I mean, that kind of speaks volumes too. Cause then he, you know, he was coaching guys that he used to play with. Mm -hmm. So that shows a level of respect and ability that, you know, that's not always, not always seen from professional players. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's actually an interesting point. Uh, I thought of that and I forgot to mention it, but your point exactly how he was, had such a long career and then instantly went into coaching right back for the team that he was playing on. And that makes you think that part of the reason why he had a longer career was he was so a uh, valuable asset, most likely. And I'm, I'm not like saying this is hard fact, but mm. a valuable asset on the court. But he probably brought a huge asset to, you know, just th- there are certain players that you see, man, I'm trying to think of. A good example. If you think of something, uh, shout it out there. But there are certain players that are just good to have on the team to help make the team the team and help coach the younger guys. Oh, oh, uh, crap. Um, Alex Smith. Kind of like what the uh, what I feel like they did with Alex Smith and Mahomes. <laughs> like they had him around. Yeah, like mentors. Yeah, like he was there. He mentored, and they, uh, you know he wasn't used. I mean, it was a perfect opportunity. It worked out. And both of them were just like, Hey, you know, we're here to help each other. And then, uh, Alex Smith moved on and did some other things now compared to not, not the best example, but that's kind of what comes to mind where, you know, Howard was there and he was working alongside and probably coaching and, you know, helping guys out. Then it was just like, Hey, you know, how about you just keep doing what you're doing? But instead of being a player, you just be a coach. So, right. I do agree with your statement on how that speaks volumes. And I think that's very interesting. So yeah, like there's other examples too, like that. Uh, A couple I can think of is when Steve Eiserman started out Mm -hmm. Uh, before he was the captain, the the Red Wings had John O'Grodnick, who was a very good player uh, back in the day. And he was, you know, he was kind of there to help, to help mold Eiserman to, you know, help hone his skills. Obviously, you know, when Eisenman came in, he was already like a, a top level prospect and, you know, he put up big numbers and everything, but, you know, he needed that veteran guy this, to, you know, help him along a little bit. And it kind of like that, uh, you got everybody's favorite, uh, Sidney Crosby, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he, he had Mario Lemieux 
as a as a mentor there his first couple of years for the Penguins. So, you know, a lot of the the biggest name guys now you know, had those those wily veterans. You know that some might be still pretty good. Like Lemieux was still really good when a couple of years that he was there with Crosby, but. You know, some of the, those veterans are there to help mold the, the younger superstars of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. And um, did you say like your reaction of like, were you excited or optimistic? Like, did you go into that? Uh, I would say cautiously optimistic. Okay. Just I, I was talking to my my old manager. He's a he's actually a Michigan State fan, but he always told me how much he, he liked and respect respected uh john beeline mm-hmm. and we were both saying how you know that's that's really those are really tough shoes to fill yeah and you know i feel a little more optimistic about uh, optimistic about it as, than he did uh you know he kind of laughed and said oh here's michigan hiring a coach that doesn't have any head coaching experience and yeah. you know, at the same time i'm like hey this guy was a an assistant for like six years in the nba yeah and you know he had like a what what would we say like a fifteen year playing career, more yeah. than that? Uh, Nineteen, almost, sorry. No, say yeah. almost twenty. Uh, I mean, so he's got to know his basketball. You know, he played at a high level. Uh, you know, like like we said, he went he went from playing on the team to coaching the team. So, you know, I, you know, I like I said, cautiously optimistic. You know, the, the no head coaching experience is, is is kind of a little thing to worry about, but you know. I wasn't angry about the hire, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of unknown, so it's kind of like you, with there being nothing yet, you can't... I don't see... Well, I mean, everybody finds something to get upset with, but I feel like with there being so many unknowns, you can't really get upset with it at this point, but... Right. Yeah. So, um... Do you think... Uh... You know Howard playing so many years in the NBA, and you know being a relatively younger head coach. Do you think that'll help with uh, recruiting? I don't necessarily uh, necessarily think his age uh, will be something that will contribute. I think just the fact that he was a big player in high school and in college mm-hmm. will be a factor in helping with that. Um, I think him having such a long career in the NBA, uh, I mean, you could, if you want to call that an age factor or not, but just having been in the game so long will also help him. So he's still familiar of it. I mean, it has been sure six years, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's been really close with the game. So I, th- I think the thing that will probably help it the most was the fact that he was a big high school recruit and he was big in college so it'll be interesting to see how recruiting i mean of course there's the initial shake because i mean there were a couple players that were opening their recruiting again and there were some of them that said that they were going to stick around and they were happy with howard coming in Mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting to see what he looks for and targets is he going to be looking for players like him players that essentially are have that beeline esque where they're you know character disciplined 
hard working and things like that or is it also going to start including some of some more of those you know flashy players those grit players like the fab five mm-hmm. so it, yeah it'll be that is probably going to be the most intriguing part to me did you also hear uh, rumors that he could bring some of the guys in from the fab five as assistants I did not hear that. I heard that everybody was saying, oh, now the Fab Five is going to reunite, you know, in <laughs> Michigan sometime because that hasn't happened. Um, I, I heard talk about that. I did not hear talk about assistance. That that would be insane. That that could really change things. I mean, you know, just I, I could see some recruits getting all over that and being like, oh, my gosh, I, I want to go there. I want to be under that i want to try to you know do repeat fab five 2.0 i don't whatever you know Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting but time will tell it's very Mm -hmm. early so but we'll be keeping track of that and probably uh i don't know we might have to have two questions of the week but that that'll probably be a question of a week or just asking for people's reactions to get a feel for what people are saying, but we might have a question of the week coming from the next segment. So are you all set? Anything else with that or no, I don't think so. Um, I got my couple points out and had a couple questions for you. So I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Moving along. All right. So time for, Non-sports talk. We're going uh, to throw some else at you this week. We always have interesting and fun conversations. Uh, this one has kind of uh, grown with time, I feel like, because uh, we've talked about it not on the show, uh, but as much as Brandon and I do talk uh, on a regular basis, this has come up before, and now it's merged into a topic for the podcast. This is uh, movie-specific. And so what this came came about to be is... uh, And there's something... Isn't there something circulating around on Twitter with this, too? That kind of... Yeah, it was a a guy named Scott Derrickson. Um, He's kind of like a film buff, uh, filmmaker, writer. Uh, He directed The the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. uh, Doctor Strange and Sinister. Okay. So what this is posing then the question of what are the top five movies that you have watched the most? Like uh, repeat watched, you know, watched multiple times and things of that nature. Uh, So when we started talking about it, I told Brandon right away, I was just like, okay, I know I can easily come up with three. And I've come up with four and then kind of honorable mentions for five. Okay. So, um, how, how about we do this? How about we both say our number one Mm -hmm. chat about it? And then we'll go to number two and like move on down the list. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think that, I think probably a a chunk of this conversation is going to start at number one, because I feel like we both have, you know, kind of odd and usual ones. <laughs> and it it's really gonna... shows, you know, what time period we grew up in too. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it kind of uh, is very telling because it's just like, well, it kind of makes sense. You, you were younger and you had a lot more time on your hands, so you just wasted your life, <laughs> basically. <right>. So, <laughs> mine, and I have no explanation for this, none whatsoever. <laughs> I do not know where this came from. I do not know the purpose of this, but I watched the movie Homeward Bound. So many times, my brother hated my guts because it was always on the TV. Like when it was done, it was like rewind, press play again. Uh, not not every time, but I don't I don't know how long it was. It was months at least, maybe not every day, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> like if you could ever get a VHS tape to break from playing it too much, I'm sure that I must have been pushing it with that one. Right. So, like I said, though, there's no rhyme or reason. We don't have... We had a cat at one point, but it was a black cat. I mean, it had no relation, like, you know, connection with the cat from that movie. We had a dog, but it was a black lab, so there was no connection to the animals in that. Like, (laughs) I have... I have no idea. So, that was... That was it, though. That was my number one, without a doubt. Like, everything else is way behind that like i'm trying to think of a good reference of you know to compare it to but yeah it's just that was that was the wayne gretzky of your movies yes yes very very appropriately said uh yeah i mean homeward bound i I watched that a fair amount as a kid i never had it on vhs otherwise i probably would have watched it more which is probably why i didn't have it My parents probably didn't want to buy that for me because they knew I'd watch it all the time. Um, it, you know, it was one of those movies that was super popular for uh, kids our age. I remember watching it, you know, for little parties and stuff during elementary school. So, and I wasn't too shocked when you said that was your most watched movie. Yeah, I honestly am surprised that my brother never, you know, came to the conclusion of I can destroy this tape. <laughs> I should destroy this tape. You should have just took a magnet to it because that'll erase it. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so my number one is kind of in the same vein. Um, you know, it probably came out right around the same time too, which is funny. My number one by far is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of the Ooze. Like oh, I watched that movie just like you did. Like I watched it all the time. Get, as soon as I get done rewind it, watch it again. And, you know, I was a kid when that movie came out and, I, you know, a kid in the early nineties. So obviously I knew karate. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I thought I did. So, you know, I'd always try to be like, try to imitate what was going on in the movie. Uh, yeah. I could probably recite most of that movie word for word still. Oh man. You know, if you go back and watch it, the first Ninja Turtles movie is pretty good. Still the second one, is pretty corny, and the third one's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the third one? Oh, the third one's a time one, isn't it? Would it go back in time? Uh, I think okay. I told you before that my dad took my friend and I to go see that when it came out, and he fell asleep during it <laughs> in the theater. And, you know, the older I get, the more I can relate with that, because <laughs> that movie just is not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, real quick, just because you brought it up, uh, the Secret of the Ooze came out in 1991, and then uh, 
Homeward Bound came out in 93, so. Well, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. So, yeah, t- I, I would much rather that mine was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because <laughs> I still feel Homeward Bound is so weird, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles classic. I feel like every kid watched that movie at least once, so watching that over and over again makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I watched the first one sometime within the past five years and thought it wasn't too bad. I think my nephew was watching it or something. So that's actually the first Ninja Turtles is kind of a dark movie. If you think about it, like it's, you know, the TV or the cartoon and like everything was geared towards kids and the comics were. A little more adult base, and then a movie kind of falls somewhere in between. You know, there's swearing in it. Um, you see blood. Uh, you know, there's kind of some more uh, more of adult situations. Um, you know, in the way of like the fighting is more brutal. You know, the way Shredder is killed at the end is more brutal. Yeah, I do remember that. And that was the first one was the one with uh, the ninja rap, right? The second one is the one oh, with what? Vanilla Ice and the ninja rap. Oh, really? Dang it. <laughs> the first one is where oh. uh, Raphael gets uh, captured by the Foot Clan. Okay. And they have to, they have to rescue him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Um, Raphael gets, no, Raphael gets beat up and they capture uh, Splinter. And they have to go rescue Splinter. Oh yeah. And wait, so then how did so I'm I mixed that up because I do remember now, you're right, it was the second one with Ninja Rap because uh Shredder took the ooze and he grew super big and that's when they killed him. Did he die in a dump truck in the first one? Yes. Okay, all a tra- right. A trash a garbage truck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was he was crushed in it. Okay. And the second one he he gets he takes the ooze, the last canister of it, and he mutates his own two monsters to fight against the turtles. Uh he takes what's left of the canister at the end and he he drinks it and becomes super shredder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually uh former uh professional wrestler Kevin Nash <laughs> nice. was super shredder. Yeah. And he's actually from Michigan. Oh nice. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, we definitely <laughs> so for my list, it definitely escapes um, movies for youth, like immediately following that. <laughs> because the next one is like the exact opposite side of the spectrum. And so I'm sure that some people are going to laugh at this and some people are going to not even know what this movie is. Um, but I got call uh call I got caught in a cult classic mm-hmm. and I was just so bewildered by it. And <laughs> I watched it with a friend and then I bought it and I watched it again and then I watched it when one of my friends came over, then another friend came over and we all watched it together and we I mean, within the span of a couple weeks, I watched it. I cannot tell you how many times I watched it. And I've watched it eh, a few times since then. But easily 
this this one comes in second just because I watched it so many times because I feel like I felt like I'm missing something. There's something more here, but there's not. <laughs> um, so if anyone is familiar with the the movie Donnie Darko, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, actually, I should look up the release date here in a minute. But yeah, just very, very weird. Like, it's one of those movies that just makes you think about, I wouldn't say the meaning of life, but just, you know, the impacts of your actions and, you know, time and space. And I don't, I can't even, you can't even explain it. Um, but Yeah, it's, like, it's one of those movies you watch and you, like, try to think about what happened in it. And the more you watch the movie, the more, like, subtle things you'll notice yeah and it was more of like easter eggs it wasn't really telling you anything though um but if anyone knows the reference frank the bunny he's from donnie darko um yeah just very weird and i mean it came out in 2001 and i watched it in Gosh, I'd say somewhere between 2004 and 2006. So it's not like I was in the middle of when it came out and everybody was just like, oh, my God. But <laughs> it, um, yeah, it sucked me in. And I still have the DVD, actually, I think, over on the other side of the room. And now it's kind of intriguing me and watching it. But yeah, I, you can't explain it really. So it's one of those that you got to watch. And it's just, you're going to probably either think wow that was really kind of weird or when you're done with it be like that was stupid and i just wasted a part of my life (laughs) now i'm gonna go watch homeward bound (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna watch homeward bound feel better about myself go shadow (laughs) uh what's your next one uh my next one is my favorite horror movie, actually, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. You know, I've seen that movie so many times. Uh, oh, God, I, I had it on VHS. Um, I had a VHS that my dad taped off TV for me <laughs> that I watched. So I had the, you know, the slashed up uh, TV cut, that highly edited, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I watch it probably every year still. So, did you, up, you upgraded from VHS though? Oh yeah, I have a DVD. <laughs> um, I still haven't, you know, upgraded the Blu-ray, but yeah, you know, I'm fine with the DVD for now. Uh, actually, the the VHS I had was like the original release VHS, and it was one of those weird cases that had like a flap on the top and the bottom. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah, and the the tape weighed like five pounds. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, like, I, God, I've watched that movie probably almost a hundred times, I would think. That, and it's another one of those movies, too. Like, I've seen it so many times, but there's, like, subtle little things that I notice each time I watch it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it you know, such a such a good movie. Um, you know, it's super dark, super serious. Uh, you know, Freddy Krueger is, like, legit creepy in it. And this is before... You know, became like a one-liner spitting jokester in the later installments. You know, a lot of people argue that the first one's really, really the only good one. But you know, it's it's such a 
such a good movie. Um, and it launched New Line Cinemas. It was pretty much their their first big hit that actually made them money. <laughs> nice. And it was it was also the the acting debut of Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, remember you talking about that? So yeah, that um, I feel like you're. So would you consider that r- relatively kind of close to how many times you've watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like one and two are relatively closer. Yeah, I would say. I know I watched the second one more than I did the first one. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say that both those are pretty close, but. You know, I'd have to think that I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street more than I have the first Turtles movie. Okay. At least yeah. that I remember. Yeah. Because, like I said, the the gap between one and two for me is huge. Just because <laughs> I was the kid wasting so much time. So, uh, but moving things along to the number three spot for me, then, is just kind of a classic. I, You know, it's one of those things where I can, you know, press play watch it i know when i can get up and walk and go do something grab something out of the fridge or whatever i don't have to pause it at all because i know what happens i watch it enough times and you know i pretty much kind of watch it for specific scenes and it's a long movie anyways um but i always enjoy a good uh viewing of braveheart so that is my number three i've watched that quite a few times where i just you know Hit play, watch it. I remember when I used to watch it on VHS. Because if I'm not... Wasn't that two VHS, two tapes? Yeah, it was one of those where halfway through the movie you had to put the second tape in. Yeah, so that was that was a pain uh, when that was the case. But yeah, then it was on DVD and that was fine. Yeah, so Braveheart was one that I watched a lot of. There was, um, there was actually a time, too, where I got really into just um, war movies in general. And mm-hmm. so I would watch, put in some war movies and just skip to the battle scenes. Because um, <laughs> I was really into like cinematography and just, you know, the art of making movies. Mm-hmm. Um, this was when I was in high school, I believe. It may have been when I was in college. Because I, I was, at, uh, you know, thinking about, or at what, I did go to art school and I was looking at doing different things with like either gaming or movies and things like that didn't go that path and everything but there yeah so it was just like that whole thing just intrigued me of special effects and all sorts of stuff uh cgi and whatnot so i would sit there and some like um uh, another one which is kind of some people might view as weird but pearl harbor i would mm-hmm. pop that in and i would just skip right to the battle scene and watch that battle because it was relatively lengthy and it was just I thought it was excellently done. So I did that with quite a few things. But then when I watch Braveheart, usually I watch watch the whole thing. So, yeah. But uh, where's who's rounding out third for you? See, originally when I had it on Twitter, I said Bloodsport. But when we were talking about movies that we watched a lot as a kid, I can't believe that I I passed over these movies, and I I can't even remember which one I've seen more. And that's uh, the Mighty Ducks and D two the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> nice. I have to think maybe I've seen D two more than I have the original Mighty Ducks, which is funny because those movies are kind of the same as the Ninja Turtle movies. Like where the first one is pretty good, 
Mm-hmm. Now, the first Mighty Ducks is a classic movie. I yeah. mean, it's it's still relatable for kids. It's it's I don't know. It's just a, it's a great movie. The second one was a little bit of the same of the first, but somehow like a little more goofy, I guess, a little yeah. more unbelievable. Uh, and then a third one was kind of crabby, <laughs> but yeah, those two movies, I know I watched a lot. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to play hockey. I played hockey from the ages of three to 12. Okay. So I was always really into hockey as a kid. And then when those movies came out, I was like the right age for them. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It was all about the mighty ducks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What so first one was the local hockey thing. Was the second one Iceland or Yeah, they went to the, the junior Goodwill games. Okay. It was taking place in Los Angeles and they had to play they were team USA, so it was like the Ducks, and then they had like a hodgepodge of kids from other states. You know, you had your super fast guy, which is Luis Mendoza and he couldn't stop. Yeah. I remember everybody that. had, everybody was really good at something, but terrible at other things. Yeah. <laughs> which is, this is the best you could get. <laughs> <laughs> well, the they're not Canada, have, man. It's not Canada. Okay. It was funny. So the only one that didn't have any weaknesses was Julie Gaffney the goalie. And they made her the backup so they could play Goldberg who sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Now, so then what was the third one? The third one is they go, they get, all the kids get to go to this private school that apparently Gordon went to. Um, I can't remember what, it was a private high school. For some reason, I feel like it was like Eden Hall or something like that. Mm. But they go and... They're on a JV team and they're trying to make make it at the school and like all these the, the varsity teams giving them a hard time and they play like this game the JV versus the varsity and well obviously the you know the JV wins and then they change the name of the mascot to the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> it was just stupid. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I loved it when it came out because, you know, it was a, another Mighty Ducks movie. And, but I watched it not too long ago and I'm like, wow, no wonder this one's never on streaming, but the other ones are. I didn't like any of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it still made tons of money, of course. Oh, yeah. No, that uh, the Mighty Ducks came to mind for me when I was thinking about movies I had seen a lot because I did see one of them several times. Actually, one of them I had a distinct memory because um, really quick here before we move on to number four. Mm-hmm. Um, I was homeschooled for a short stint, uh, elementary, uh, not middle school, but elementary. And so they had a homeschool basketball team and my parents were out of town. And so we were staying at somebody else's house so that we could go with them to the basketball game the next day. And I got sick. And so everybody else left and I was stuck at the guy's home with his mom. Cause she stayed back, you know, to watch me then. Cause yeah. I was like, I was all sorts of mess. And uh, and I watched all the Mighty Ducks movies, <laughs> so that's that's my memory with those. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. So what you got for number four? Number four. All right. So <clears throat> story time here. When I was younger, I was stupid, and I did stupid things. 
and this one does not make sense. I will try to explain it, but if you want to call me stupid, call me stupid. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I was <laughs> stupid. I will not deny it. Um, number four is very unusual. I feel like I've seen this movie probably more than anyone else in the world. Because it does not, this movie does not really classify as one that you would think that anybody would really watch more than once, maybe even twice. <laughs> but I shamefully must admit that I have seen the movie Signs a <laughs> lot. <laughs> so uh, here, here's a little story with that. When it came out, uh, I was in high school and I cannot remember what month it came out or what was going on, but it must have been the most boring part of my life because I uh, was talking with a friend and we were just like, Hey, what do you want to do? We we're like, uh, let's go to the movies. So we went to the movies and there was really nothing out except for, uh, but science looked interesting. So we we're just like, okay, we'll watch that. We watched the movie. It was like, okay, you know, it is what it is. It was what it was. It wasn't a bad movie, but you know, we saw it. We're done. So then like within a week or whatever, I don't know how long we were just like, Hey, you know, let's hang out again. And we were just like doing different stuff. And then we're just like, you know, let's go watch a movie again. So we go there. Guess what? Nothing else really seemed to be that good. So we're just like, Oh my gosh, give us tickets for signs. So we went and watched signs again. And <laughs> then like within a week or two, we're, we're hanging out again. We're just like, hey, let's go to movies. This time, we were actually smart enough to be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to watch something different. I have no idea what the other movie was going to be, but we get there, and then we run into two individuals of the opposite sex <laughs> that my friend knew. And so, of course, us being teenage boys, we were always oh. making good decisions. And we're just like, eh, you know, we can watch Signs again. So we went with them and watched Signs again. And then when it after it came out, I I watched I personally watched it again at one point. Uh, I think it was because I wa I worked at a movie store during uh, college and it was out and I just randomly watched it again. But I know I watched it multiple times with other people. Like other people just got together and watched it. And so I have watched that movie an odd number of times and that's <laughs> the story <laughs> i think i saw signs once i watched it with my friend anthony he had it on uh on dvd and um you know he really liked the movie so somebody might have you beat for how many times they've watched it <laughs> hey if they do go go for it i feel like <laughs> i feel like there should be a website of course people would probably lie but it's like how much have you watched this just to see like the absurd numbers yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I w sometimes I, I was thinking the other day when I was getting ready. Um, I'm like, I wonder how many times I've seen this such and such movie. I was like, I wish it would have been possible to keep track of how many times I watched Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Just so I could like blow my own mind later on in life. <laughs> 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 but I know myself too. I'd be like, Okay, now I have to watch this movie again just so I can get my number up higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So your your number four hopefully is not as embarrassing as mine. No, uh, my number four is Star Wars. Oh, okay. The, the first, first one? Star Wars? Yeah. Oh wow. So the original Star Wars. Um You know, because a lot of times when I watch those, I would do like marathons. Okay. 
And, you know, so you always start with the first one. And, you know, sometimes I would start doing a marathon and then I get distracted and then oh, yeah. start over another time. Yep. So, you know, you always start with the first one. So you're probably seeing that one the most. Yeah, true. Good point. But yeah, I mean, I mean, what can you say about Star Wars that hasn't been said? I mean, it's a great movie. Um, I, actually, it's funny because I've seen that one the most, but my favorite one is Return of the Jedi. <laughs> really? Yeah, it is. Wow, not Empire Strikes Back. Which is usually surprising, yeah, because everybody likes Empire the most, but you know, I think Return of the Jedi is probably my favorite. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I mean, like... I feel like I'd have to watch them again, but it, my default would be the typical. I'd probably default to Empire Strikes Back, but I mean that's mainly because of the classic moments out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole, that might be a little deceiving for me. I didn't realize that you were um, that much into into those that you did. Oh, I was. Yeah, man. When I was in like, you know, probably fourth to like. Eighth grade, fourth to seventh grade, I was really into Star Wars for a while. You know, I had like the action figures and stuff when I was a kid. Um, I had a group of friends that we used to you know, play the Star Wars games a lot. You know, there was a, the Super Star Wars trilogy on Super Nintendo. Those were a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and then there was like Shadows of the Empire for the 64. Yeah. You know, and right around that time, Episode One came out. So you know, that was probably like the peak of my my star wars fandom huh so have you watched the recent ones like solo and that stuff or i haven't seen solo and i haven't seen rogue one but i've seen all the other ones okay so you've seen the the ones in the series but you haven't seen like the extra ones yeah not like the side movies yeah okay interesting yeah i'd be interested to know what you think of solo because solo is a little bit unusual i feel like i've heard yeah yeah, some people love it. Most people don't like it. I was kind of, I don't know. Well, uh, if you see it, we'll have a conversation about that sometime. But um, we'll jump into five real quick because we're going a little bit long on time. And this one, I'm not going to linger on too long because this is like an honorable mention spot for me. Um, the ones that are somewhere in here in the ballpark, I know just because I've watched them multiple times, we've got movies like Inception. Uh, the Dark Knight, Die Hard, uh, Rush Hour, uh, Boondock Saints. Um, Boondock Saints kind of had a little interesting story with it. But Rush Hour is kind of funny because um, that was just kind of a movie that I I think it came out around the time that I started middle school. And that was me coming out of homeschool. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot to connect with people with. And that was a popular movie. And I hadn't seen a lot. I We didn't have TV. So there were a lot like all the short shows and sports stuff that everybody was talking about that I knew nothing about. And so it was kind of like the first cinema movie show, something that I connected with people with. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of I, I watched that quite a uh, several times and everything then that came out but of course also still a big jackie chan fan anyways but then the last one that i'll mention here really quickly that's in that realm um that's up there for watching it several times is a movie called battle royale (laughs) so that's one that i just enjoy watching because it's absurd (sighs) Um, right yeah i think you and i actually watched that together before 
Yeah, yeah, but I think uh, we watched at your place when we were working uh, together at J America. Um, yeah, we or that one is a, a Japanese movie that basically is kind of a t- dark twist on uh, Hunger Games ish, mm-hmm. where it's just like, hey, <laughs> we kidnapped your class, and now all of you have to kill each other until there's just one standing. <laughs> <laughs> right. In which only the Japanese could do. <laughs> yes. And is just so absurd, but so entertaining. I, yeah, I watched that one several times because it was one uh, that was another one too. Where it's just like I watched it and I was like, dude, you got to watch this movie. Go to somebody else. Dude, you got to watch this movie. So <laughs> watch that several times. What's, uh, where are you at with your number five spot? Uh, I'll do an honorable mention too, um, which is hilarious because you and I like so many movies in common. But we don't have any in common on this list. <laughs> that is true. That's interesting. So, you know, if you all mention uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. I was a huge dinosaur fanatic as a kid, too. So, you know, obviously when Jurassic Park came out, it was a huge deal to me. And I watched that hundreds of times. Um, you know, there other ones are, you know, I was a big Van Damme fan. So I've seen uh, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, Sudden Death a whole bunch of times. Uh, obviously sudden death with the hockey tie-in just another level of something i would like (laughs) yeah uh you know the friday the 13th movies i've seen those a bunch halloween movies uh and lately if if, i mean if you guys follow me on twitter you know my love for license to drive (laughs) (laughs) the movie with uh the corys and and heather graham back in uh, 1988 Uh, yeah i love that movie a lot too i've seen that a lot like lately especially and i even have the the novelization of the movie <laughs> from 80 oh yeah i remember you talking about that that's that's pretty funny so well i think that was a that was a really fun conversation like one of those conversations that you could sit down and just like you know you know kind of those conversations that you keep in your back pocket for whenever whenever you're in a group and you just need to talk mm-hmm. and it's just like so I had a fun conversation the other day and then it actually like gets a conversation going. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Put there you go. Put that in your wallet, your purse, your back pocket, put a note in your phone. If you hate awkward conversations, turn it into something that you might actually enjoy. So, but uh, all set then. Yeah. Good to go. Okay. All right. Moving along then we'll get into garbage day. Garbage Day, or as we refer to Garbage Play. We always like to share one moment from the week that has just been absolute trash. Brandon, what are you bringing to us this week? I uh, got another, another thing from the world of football here. So I saw an interesting fact on Twitter the other day that last Thursday marked 10,000 days since the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. Oh man, I did see Which that. Which was nineteen ninety one. Man, I actually as soon as you said from the world of football, I was just like Lions? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Jeez. Leave it to the Lions. we we'll have plenty to talk about with them, so Yeah, hopefully they can end that drought here relatively soon. This is this nine. is our year. 
<laughs> man, a playoff win would be like a Super Bowl victory in Detroit, I swear. Oh, man, I can't. I, I can't fathom it. No. <laughs> I was... Oh, man, I was like four or five when the Lions won their last playoff game. So, you know, I can't even remember. I can't remember the win. I remember them losing to the Redskins the next week because I remember my dad and his friend Bob just being, like, so irritated about it because <laughs> <laughs> they got beat so bad. And I just remember them just being so irritated and just, like, venting back and forth to each other after watching the game. And and that like just set your mood for the next like thirty years. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Yeah, I watched lots of games with with my dad as a kid, and a lot of times his friend Bob was there too. <laughs> nice, very nice. Well, um, speaking of things that happened recently, we will also move into then our two minute drill, which we share just a bunch of random stuff happening in or out of sports in the past week or so that we feel is appropriate to share on the show spit out as much as we can in two minutes and you ready then brandon yeah let's get the clock started all right let us get going here we go all right your nba finals are set toronto is going to be taking on golden state so i'm actually going to be pretty interested go raptors brandon uh, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals are set. Uh, we got the St. Louis Blues versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Bruins right now they lead one to nothing. Caleb, all right, that's a disservice that both those things are happening at the same time. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so list of Michigan recruits here. First one to list off: uh, 2020 from Port Huron. All of these are four stars. So we have a four-star defensive end, Braden McGregor. Big time, a big uh, excitement around this guy choosing Michigan over other big schools. Brandon. Uh, last Thursday also marked 20 years since wrestler Owen Hart tragically died in the ring at the Over the Edge uh, pay-per-view in 1999. Caleb. All right. More recruiting from Baltimore, Maryland. We have, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher names here. Nikai Hill Green. A linebacker, another four-star, like I said, uh, committed to Michigan recently. Brandon. The Tigers suck. Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing with the four-star, offensive tackle Zach Zinter uh, announced that he will be attending the University of Michigan. And number two prospect in Massachusetts, number 29 offensive tackle in the nation for 2020. Brandon. James Holhauser continues to dominate Jeopardy. Uh, his wins are now over $2 million. Caleb. Uh, you got another one? Yeah, I got a couple more here. Uh, actually, today marked three years that Harambe died, the gorilla. Uh, and the last one, one I got is Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out on Friday. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I know C- Craig is super excited about it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I wish I could see that in theater but i know i'm probably gonna miss it we'll see maybe maybe i'll be able to swing something so yeah that was a good one harambra man forever ago that was like a lifetime ago yeah the internet wasn't years over that yeah oh the crazy things that we're gonna look back on that have happened through the years so yep that's our two minute drill throw as much at you as we can and i apologize use i was thinking about apologizing in advance but I'm sorry ahead and after 
that I butcher people's names. So <laughs> if if you haven't been around long enough, you will come to learn that about me. So yes. <laughs> um. Then I think we're good. We good? We good? Yeah, I think we're good to go, dude. Nice. We're a little bit over again, but you know, always good conversation, always a fun time. So we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, oh, question, question of the day. Um, uh, should we do the top? I feel like that top five. To yeah, top five? I think that's that's kind of a fun, yeah, fun topic. That's a popular one. So hopefully, we'll get uh, some traction with that. We'll talk about re- uh, what people respond with next week, um, and yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. So, uh, question of the week: Share with us what are your top five movies that you have watched the most of? Um, top five, if you can only do top three, that's fine. But just share with us the top uh, top movies if you can if you watched the most times. If you have a number of how many times you watched it, uh, include that because that would be interesting to know. So, mm-hmm. uh, thanks again. Uh, we all hope that you had a good Memorial weekend, as we mentioned. And uh, kind of a short week now since the episode's coming out in the middle of the week. Have a good one and hope you enjoy the weekend. Hope the weather's good. And until next time, go blue. Go blue.